WSN, is the Big 12 really the deepest Power 5 conference? Coaches are saying it. And does it even matter? Get on your scuba gear. Plus, we continue our Big 12 football media day coverage with linebacker Ben Bywater. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, everyone. It is July 17th. I am Spencer Linton alongside a man who is happy to be back in Studio B and happy that another countdown is on. Uh, this is my first show in July. Countdown oh, go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> 47 or 47 days. <laughs> I, I was going for syncopation. Hit it again. Let's. What are we doing? 47 days? 47 days. 47 days. All right, let's do it again. the Bearcats. 47 days. A little syncopated, a little okay. next level musical. You wanted thing? to take yeah, it yeah, to yeah. that next level of difficulty. This is my first show in studio in July, um, and it feels great. And I love it so much, I'm leaving again next week. When was but, the last um, time you were in studio? Um, June 29th. Thursday, June 29th. <laughs> yes. No, how, how fun was last week? Like, that was, that was so great. fun to be a Big 12 football great. media day. Everyone was spectacular. Um, it was great. The SEC liked it so much. They're going to go to Dallas next year. This just coming out for Brett McMurphy for their SEC media day. Of course days. they will. They saw what Brett Yormark did. And listen, <laughs> it was awesome. Much more <laughs> on that coming up. Um, and we had such a great time. We recorded 27 interviews. We only aired about half of those. You're going to see those throughout the next two weeks prior to fall camp on this program, which brings us to today's show, the pros and cons of Big 12 football parody. We will break it down. Mm -hmm. Daniel Schneeman is tearing it up in AAA. He chats with Spencer. Did Cosmo win media day? The video you need to see. And the incredible Tyler Algier stat where he led the NFL in what? That and much more coming up in the next hour. Plenty of reasons to rise and shout. Let's get to what's trending. I think that's the beauty of this conference is everyone can compete any given Saturday. I believe we are once again the deepest conference in America. Ooh, those are the words of the commish. You know, the echo of AT&T Stadium. Brett Yes, he presented, and it was quite the presentation to all members of the media in Dallas at the on the Cowboy Star, essentially. And he feels like, in a way the Big 12 is the star of Power 5 conferences in being the deepest top to bottom. That's one angle for it, right? You don't he, have the best teams in the country, like the top end, but the depth, certainly good. Perhaps the most competitive. And he's not the only one that is buying into that. Here's Gus Malzahn, UCF's head coach, on the Big 12 as a deep conference. You know, there's no weeks off. Most schedules, matter of fact, most other Power Five uh, conferences, there's a couple weeks that you can kind of catch your breath. You can't, and uh, it's real special. And I don't know about BYU, but we have five road games, the new kid on the block, conference games. That's no joke. And then we play Boise State on the road, too. That's no treat, as y'all know. <laughs> yes. So our schedule <laughs> is, is like one of the toughest schedules probably in the country. Um, and then you just said it. I mean, the, it's top to bottom. It's as good as it gets. No chance to take a breath. We should remind you. I like you. that he admitted that, oh, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> like what Coach said. Absolutely. Says. Oh, yeah. When we play uh, Vanderbilt, it's easy. This loaded What's Trending conversation presented by Feastbox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. He brings up some interesting points for sure. And when we looked at BYU's schedule, we had the same thought. Okay, outside of two non-conference games, where's BYU's breath? 
Where's where's the auto, the auto win? That's an automatic. There win. are none. Zero. There are Kansas no wins used like to that. be that, but even two years ago they won at Texas, and then last year obviously had the resurgence where they went to a bowl game for the first time in 500 years. Yeah, West Virginia is quote unquote picked to be the worst team in the conference, and Neil Brown, their head coach, was super fired up about them being overlooked, and then he presented, look, we got one of the better offensive lines in the country that comes back. We feel like we have a budding running back star, and I'm thinking. If West Virginia is the worst team, maybe there is something to this deepest power five yeah. conference or most competitive. So, Jerem, straight up, are you buying into the idea that, as several coaches and the commissioner, Brett Yormark, have said, the Big 12 is the deepest power five conference? I, I think when you look at all five and you assess the bottom, because we're not looking at the top. We're looking at, like, mainly, like, hey, how's the bottom half? Yes. That's what we're looking yes. at. How deep is this pool? Can I touch the bottom or not? Um, are my ears going to explode when I dive in head first here? The answer is yes, your ears will explode. Because, that, yes, I think top to bottom, there's not a team that's just a gimme, right? And Kansas, again, changed that. Like in the SEC, I mean, Vandy went from 2-10 and 10 to 5-7, and seven, just re-upped their coach this morning, by the way. Um, it, it, you look at certain schools, like Stanford has struggled recently uh, in, in the Pac-12, but even Washington State's interesting. Oregon State had this resurgence. SEC is tough, though. Like, SEC is pretty stinking good. I know Vandy is the, the butt of the jokes. But besides that, like, if you just say SEC, it's tough. So probably – Is Missouri good in the SEC? No, but, like, I'm, I'm uh, intimidated in the same way as you say at West Virginia, at Missouri. The same like, – the name quality. Yeah, uh, yeah, name brand. Those are SEC players. Like, come on now. Um, so, yeah. But when you look at sort of, okay, how, how bad are your bad teams? In the S, it's, this is one metric. It's not everything, but it's something. SP plus post spring. Mm -hmm. The worst team was 61st, Kansas. BYU, by the way, at 60 was the second lowest rated. There's a lot of teams there that are interesting. The other Power Five teams all had a team past that uh, conferences. 79, Virginia, yep. the ACC. 83, Northwestern, um, and, and those issues. 95, Stanford. 103, Colorado, even worse, right? It, those are tough. I'd have to look at SEC. I can't. Can't remember where uh, Vandy would be in that, but if you look at the bottom, it's it's pretty good. Like all you're telling me, all 14 are in the upper half in SP plus, like of that's, college football. That's yeah. tough. There's not like a team in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. If it was an FM radio station, this is difficult. But but my my concern sort of with parity is, will the Big 12 have the Pac-12 problem, which is too much parity, and you never have a one-loss team that gets you into the playoff. Remember, a two-loss team has never made the four-team playoff. When it's an extended playoff starting next season, so it doesn't that's matter. different. But looking at this year, um, it's been TCU's run. They had to go undefeated in the regular season to merit playoff despite loss to Kansas State. And yeah, they were so good they got in with a loss in that championship yes, game. Yes, but if you have one loss, you're in the mix. Um, Oklahoma in 15, 17, 18, 19. Like, Oklahoma's leaving. So the parity of the league is fun because every week it's interesting. But I think for the overall health of the league, you are mostly defined by how good the top-end team is or teams are. Okay. No one hands out a trophy for parity. No one's saying, oh, congratulations, Pac-12. You had five teams ranked in the top 25 in the final AP poll of the regular season last year. No one cares. But um, is it fun week to week knowing there's a big game? Sure, 100%. but it also means – your chance of actually being a team that gets to the title game like BYU is lessened because it's almost too good. I'm all, 
you almost had, like, Utah has benefited a little bit from, one, being a great team. But, two, they haven't always had to go through the main, uh, the big dogs in certain years to get to the Pac-12 title game. They've had to go through a couple, but they haven't had it, like, loaded with the top ends until you get to that Big 12 well, title the game. The point is to get to that game. With Utah in the mix, hasn't really sniffed the college football playoff. They've not had a team that only had the one loss since, is it since Washington in 2016? It's Utah been seven had years. one loss going into the Big 12 title game in 2019 and lost that, then lost to Texas in the Al- or, uh, Alamo Bowl. That was their chance at that point. So depth is, is good, but I don't know that it's as valuable as, as we think. Like, so what? I had a great conversation with our friend Brett McMurphy, who we finally had a chance to speak with in person. I mean, we've talked to him over the years, over the phone, over Zoom, and we've had lots of interactions with him. But it was just fun to sit down and talk to him for 10 minutes. And he was said, the mustache as glorious as it, it was. Like okay, it was fantastic. Good, 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 good. It, it was true to an Oklahoma State alum. <laughs> Get, That's what we expect. It fit, yeah. Whiskey Pete, is that the name of their mascot? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it fit that persona. Brett was awesome. Very gracious with his time. And he said, well, do you think BYU can get to six wins? And we kind of went through the schedule, and he's like, I've got them in my bowl projections. I think that there are at least six wins on the schedule. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it's weird. This conference, about half of the conference could win five games or win seven games. He, he's like, there's no other conference in America yeah. that I feel the same way about mm-hmm. – when it comes to teams that can swing from five to seven, at least the number of teams that could do that. And so I thought about that, and I was like, yeah, that makes it very compelling, especially late in the season when teams are trying to get bowl eligible. A context we have not sort of had, right? which is, oh, uh, what bowl game are we going to if we qualify? Yeah, so there is context in that, which is fun. Being part yeah. of the Big 12 Conference, every game, especially late in the season, matters if you're trying to get into a better bowl game. Like, hey, BYU wins again at Oklahoma State, the final game of the season. They're going to bump up a line in the bowl you know, lineup and get a million dollars more, whatever. Like, those things are now Divided in, by 14. in play. So that's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun to look at it that way, and I agree with Brent. Like, there are seven, at least seven teams that could swing from five to seven wins this season and be bowl eligible. But to your point, it does not help in this year's college football playoff. The great news is it doesn't really matter after one year. Once the college football playoff expands to 12 teams, now you've got a shot for a conference that has a lot of parity to get a two-loss team still into the playoff. That could happen in a 12-team playoff. For right? sure. And so maybe a three-loss team, depending on how that how goes. How good you are, how tough your schedule is. I would say SEC Big Ten are more likely to get a, a couple in there. But, yeah, you want to be in a position. BYU needs to be in a position where it, it can, at some point, have a two-loss year where it makes the extended playoff. That is, that is the end-game goal for BYU. The Big 12 title obviously gets you there. But to me, the biggest goal that BYU could have realistically is to get to the playoff. Because yeah. now you're actually playing for a national championship. It's, before it was like, oh, if we could somehow get to a New Year's Six, it's, it's in you know, the team room um, as one of the stated goals. To me, that was the top of the mountain. Like a national title was not a realistic situation for BYU um, because it, needs to, it needed to be a one-loss team. Now, now in the extended playoffs starting next year, as you mentioned, if you are a two-loss team, you are very likely to be in the playoff. There, there, I, I'd have to look to see how many two-loss teams there are per year, but I feel confident that a two-loss BYU yeah. probably gets in the playoff. There but, are a bunch Spence, of two-loss teams means, in the top 12. Yes, that means you're probably one loss going into the Big 12 title game because obviously if you win it, you're in. 
Or do you have two losses and somehow you got to the title game? You win you, the game, yeah. That, that's another you path just to get in. You can't be I, – I, I don't feel good about a three-loss Big 12 team feeling confident that it's getting into the playoff. That's going to be tough. Outside of the we'll SEC. See outside out. of the SEC, really. And Big Ten Maybe a little bit. Maybe the Big Ten. Because they love them some Maybe Ohio the State, Michigan, sure. Penn State types. Yeah, yeah. So outside of those two top-tier conferences, it, it's going to be tough. So I, I don't even know that a three-loss team – and the Big Ten's going to get in. So just how about lose two well, or fewer and then when you get yourself When you shot. got that wide of Penn State, it sure looks nice. Like there's brand <laughs> association. Um, also this, we've always valued Power 5 wins here. It's yeah. been a big deal as a group of five team or an independent to get a Power 5 win. This will get um, not old, but we will become familiar with it and therefore not as sort of amazed, right, um, with Power 5 wins. Every win BYU has in the Big 12 will be very valued and precious. The first couple of years, we're going, oh, my gosh, BYU won this conference game in the Big 12. Like, if BYU wins at Kansas, it's like, oh, that's a, that's a power five conference road win, win. In, on the road. Yes. Yes. So every one of those uh, will, will, be, will be gobbled up like the first food you consume on Fast Sunday when you get home. Like, wow, this tastes great, even <laughs> though it's just mediocre uh, Mac craft and uh, you know craft mac and cheese or whatever that normally tastes fine. Yeah, see, but right then it tastes great. Like Iowa beating Iowa State in a given year, like oh that's a nice win. But this year it'd be like oh that really helped us. It helped BYU get to six wins yes. or whatever. Yes, yes, all all of the wins will feel nice, especially in year number one, as BYU chases down a bowl game as its minimum threshold for success. Yeah, all of these things are going to feel fantastic in the win column when they come, especially wins in November, because BYU hasn't even had an opportunity for the most part to get a meaningful November win, let alone a meaningful November conference yes. win. Yes. Jerem, it's been forever. They used to be Utah. You, you were it's waiting for that game. It's been forever since 2009 when BYU last had a meaningful conference win yes. in November. Okay, we're forgetting. At Boise State and at Stanford, those were good wins they were last win, year. They were meaningful. At USC in 21. But you're right. The conference context changes things. Um, Granted that USC win in 2021 did clinch the de facto Pac-12 South Yes, title. it did. 21, you don't have a P5. <laughs> you lose to San Diego State and Hawaii at the end. 2018, you're up 20 to nothing against Utah. I don't want to talk about it. You know, 2017 stunk. Yeah, 16. You just don't have meaningful games. It's all G5s. 20. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just been a minute since November. <laughs> this is like the greatest November in BYU football history, is it not? Like, yes. W- what BYU has, what is on the line in terms of, hey, make sure you're getting to listen a bowl to game. Listen to the opponents. Oklahoma's coming to listen, Provo. Listen to the opponents. At West Virginia, Iowa State at home, Oklahoma in Provo. At Oklahoma State on Thanksgiving week. It brings a smile to my face. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's, it is unique. Uh, parody will be fun. Not going to benefit the Big 12 Conference this year in a four-team playoff. But pushing forward, frankly, 12 teams, it probably gets you ready for a 12-team sure. playoff better. And, and the best news about the parody is, well, why doesn't BYU have a shot at this like everybody else? Like once Oklahoma and Texas leave, BYU's yeah. got as good of a shot as almost everybody in the league. Like, why not? Yes. What, why would that suddenly 96 BYU football team, suddenly 01 BYU football team, had that amazing start, that 06 team, all of those teams came off of like yeah. six and six years the year before, seven and fives. 
can this BYU team have one of those special seasons? And there's not a Georgia-Alabama sitting there. Like, BYU ran into Gonzaga, right, in, in WCC play, where it was like, as good as BYU is, it will not win the league. There's no like, Gonzaga that, basketball that in Big 12 football. Yes, that does not exist, and th- that's right now. one of the benefits of the parity of the league. But yes. it is dangerous that there's not one because maybe the league misses out on a second team in the playoff consistently. Hopefully there's two. Our question of the day, is the depth of the Big 12 Conference good or bad mm. for BYU specifically? Ed Kemp the third on Facebook answers, quote, in the long run, it'll be good to help develop BYU's depth and stamina, but it may be a painful growing experience in the meantime. Amen. It, it, listen, it's going to be painful. There's going to be a season where BYU doesn't make a bowl game in here somewhere, and it's just part of the deal. I hope not, but honestly, I would expect one in at least one in the next three or four years. It's just part of the deal. Yeah. Like, you stumble, you get hurt, a couple pieces here and there. Can BYU get the depth to sustain that to where you avoid that? And depth is not familiarity. Do not be fooled by this, especially in fall camp. Depth is quality of backup. It's not just because I know who it is doesn't mean they're going to be good. You just yeah. need quality players behind you. And BYU did that. I feel like BYU is deeper than last year. Might even be d- deeper than 21. It's just are the starters better than the starters of 21 and 22? Hey, no gimmies in this conference. Just thinking about a hypothetical context of maybe BYU on November 18th on Senior Day can spoil Oklahoma's opportunity to go to the Big 12 championship game. You know, something like that. Like if they're you, that good. You beat Oklahoma in Provo. They don't go to the Big 12 title. And chances are if yeah. Oklahoma's 8-2 going into that game, week 11, that they are ranked uh, – Ninth yeah, or something. You know what I mean? Maybe a top like, 10 team, top 20 And team. we'll see if Oklahoma rebounds. You know, there's a chance they don't. Like, they're getting a lot of love, and they've been the king of this conference. We always talk about Texas. It's actually Oklahoma. Oklahoma has been the bee's knees in the Big 12. Burnsy on Twitter answers, bad for Burnsies. BYU's win totals and fan expectations, but good for exciting games, which means more eyeballs watching, which means more television money on the next media deal. So good for BYU in that. We're already talking about the next media deal? After 26? After 2031. <laughs> oh, yeah, after 31? <laughs> what? And oh, I'm, my God. I'm glad you brought up that Texas hasn't been the king because Sark was very quick to point that out. No, 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 no. You said Texas. We haven't picked to win the conference since 09, and they won it in 09 with Colt McCoy. But it's been Oklahoma primarily or somebody else who's been picked to win the Texas conference. Texas downplaying something. But That's amazing. If they're not number one, they're typically like, <laughs> they're number, number two. two. <laughs> Come on now. Hashtag BYUS and join the conversation. <laughs> Up Come next, on, we'll head back to Dallas for some more fun for our Big 12 Media Day coverage and our intriguing conversation with BYU linebacker Ben Bywater. Where has Jay Hill made the biggest difference for him and the linebackers? and the whole defense for that matter. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Beastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. Ben Bywater on the interception. Ben Bywater may take it to the house. It's a pick six for Ben Bywater. His third pick of the year. And he takes it all the way for the score. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We just showed you highlights of Ben Bywater, who had some fantastic plays for BYU last year. Show me more, Ben Bywater. And frankly, turned the tide in the New Mexico Bowl game. A water pun? Yes. Bywater? With that pick six. 
And while SMU was driving, I mean, Jerem, yeah. like Ben Bywater is due for a huge year for BYU. Well, who in their freshman and sophomore years has led BYU in tackles before? I'm not sure I don't that's think anybody ever has. happened. Um, he has a chance to be a four-time leading tackler for the Cougars, which I'm guessing yeah. has never happened Not even either. Rob Morris did that as a freshman. Not even Bobby Morris. Right? Not even the freight train. The freight train, dude. That's tough to do. Did you keep the whistle? Did you steal it? I, I did not. I don't. We've got the whistle. You've got a whistle? We've got we the borrowed whistle. one from uh-huh. someone Oh yeah. one time. But and then yeah, they just donated it. it to the set. <laughs> yeah. Where is that whistle? I don't know. Oh, I think we gave it back, maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's like... Uh, I know we still have one somewhere. It's yes. like the football from the 2000 game against New Mexico, like Lavelle's. That was donated like to BYU. But then it was like, when Lavelle passes, this needs to go up to like the Church History Museum or something like that. There was some deal they had. This belongs in, in a museum, in the words of Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> go see the Dial of Destiny. That was fun. Super fun. Yeah. Ben Bywater was one of five BYU players to join us in Dallas at Media Days. Uh, we had an opportunity to speak with him for just under eight minutes about everything from how Jay Hill has impacted the defense to why he likes this specific linebacker core compared to those he's been on in the past. This is Ben Bywater on BYU Sports Nation. Ben, we've been discussing wardrobe with all of the BYU coaches and players that are here in Dallas, and so we need to address your suit as well. I like it. I like Very, very modern fit, but I, but I need to ask, the the high water pants like what oh the flood boys, you, sh- boys. you show bring the you show the ankles are you are you personally bringing this yeah, bring back you never know you never know <laughs> if the, the lake might over flood and you don't want to get your pants wet so you gotta you gotta this flood is a, a trend bit. you're clearly buying into this yeah oh yes been bought in been bought in so hey it's it's a necessity you just you don't want to get the bottom of your pants wet you never know you're going to be hiking through a river so you got to just make sure <laughs> in a suit the pants are a little higher who knew the, I'm a teacher now, but I got my Deacon Slacks look would ever be cool, uh, but it is cool now, which is it awesome. It is cool. It yeah. is cool. Okay, how, how is this experience for you? Because we've, like, literally prayed that BYU would be in a Power 5 one day, and here we are. And this is a massive experience. What's it been like for you? For, so yeah, it's been surreal. I, rem- I remember when I was committing to BYU, like, at, at, a, at a high school, right, getting recruited. What I, year was this? Uh, this was the 17th. Okay. Right? So, right before my mission, and... I remember there, there was talks about BYU joining the Big 12. It was super cool, super big. And so for it actually to be happening right now is actually it's, it's awesome. So could not be more excited for BYU in general, the fan base, the players. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great experience. Another benefit of the mission. It gave you two extra years so that you could be in the yep. Big 12. You know what I'm and when I was on my mission, they made the redshirt rule. So you yeah. could come back and play four games and still redshirt. Yes. Did you miss so. 2017 as well? Missed that year too. I missed the four and nine year. So, bro, well, uh, your timing's did pretty you, good. Did here. you miss much, Ben? <laughs> Didn't miss much. It was uh, it was a good hiatus, you could say. Ben Bywater, BYU linebackers, with us on BYU Sports Nation. You've been doing a bunch of interviews and a bunch of people uh, that from you know opposing fan bases and, and opposing media networks interview you. What's the most unique or obscure question you've been asked today? Yeah, they were asking me like two truths and a lie, um, kind of like your your the food you like that other people don't. And if you haven't thought about those questions, like oh. they'll catch you off yeah. guard. So, hey, you gotta be you'll be. Quick on the toes today. All right, boys. So it's been it's been good, though. Well, you're ready for experience. the flood, so hey. well, it's all good. Hey, baby. Hey, be prepared. Scott's <laughs> motto. So. Be prepared. Thanks, Scar. Um, what, you did a thing on BYU Cougar Social where they gave you the a camera 
I think it's it was day in the life, right? Yeah. It ended up being a couple of weeks. Walk <laughs> us through the process of how a day became a few weeks. Yeah, so I had it. Well, because I was like, I want to make sure that this day that I record is, you know, entertaining. And mm -hmm. so that turned into I was going to wait till Saturday to, to film it. And then I just kept the camera till the next week. And I was doing something cool. So I'm like, I'll film this. We'll just add this at 3 p.m. And then, uh, yeah, just unfortunately, but fortunately, kept the camera for three and a half weeks. And so <laughs> it was great. It was no a great big experience. deal. There was some no slow-mo in there at some point, I think. Yeah, right? I was just, yeah. and I, you know, I was just giving my, I was giving my, BYU media team arrest a little bit. You know, I just kept the camera. I just wanted to make sure that they were hanging out, having a good time. It's it's funny. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on BYU Football Social. I love it. We just talked to Tyler Batty a little bit ago about uh, some defensive changes and just the excitement around that side of the ball with the staff coming in. Jay Hill and Siona and Kelly Papinga and Justin Enna and Gennaro obviously sticks around. Kalani's a defensive guy. He's, he's got a great love for the defense what is the defense doing with those new staff members that is the most significant change that you have noticed to date? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, and I've, I've said this before, but it's just the culture. And, and to be honest, like, there's a, the X's and O's, you, they're copy and paste. You know, every coach can dial up a different blitz, but it's how hard you're going to get that guy to run the blitz, right? Do you believe in what we're doing? Are the guys bought in? Do they love their coach? Do they love playing for each other? Do they feel like they can – Go out there and make a difference on Saturday. So I've seen a big change in just Jay Hill bringing that energy, number one, and then just being a guy that you want to play for. So I'm super excited uh, when the bullets are flying come this fall, you know, to be out there and getting coached by him and, and playing with my boys alongside. Let's know, talk about the coaches. backers. You and Max return. Yeah. AJ Bong Pacha, certainly a guy that's experienced coming into the mix. Uh, you know, Ace and, and Mike Kafusi come in and, and others, uh, Isaiah Glasker. Did I miss anyone who's kind of really in the mix for the two deep right now? Yeah, I think those guys are, are those guys were the ones playing in the spring. Obviously, Glasker, Ace, and Micah. Ammon Hanneman made a made a jump down from safety to linebacker. Yeah, he's, he's, like he's beefed up. Pounds or beefed something, up. Yeah, and he uh, he looks good. I and I love Ammon. That's one of my guys. Right, he he committed with me out of high school. So I'm really excited. I think him playing on the box will help. You know, play to his strengths. He's a physical player, and so I'm really excited for him to take a next step. Um, Chaz. Chaz, yeah, Chaz. I know he was battling injuries last year, so I'm interested to see, you know, how his body holds up in August. And I would love for him to, you know, put a cherry on top of his career this year and just like, you know, bring just it all one together. Full healthy yeah, season of Chaz would be awesome. Yeah, he's yeah. A, so he's a great player. I really have enjoyed, you know, playing with Chaz um, throughout my career. So yeah, there's gonna be a lot of guys. There's gonna be a lot of competition. I'm excited for it, and uh, you know, bring it on. So BYU linebacker Ben Bywater is on BYU Sports Nation. How much have your responsibilities or will your responsibilities really change from one defense to now this new defense? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me personally, I'm going to be playing a little bit more to the field this year. Okay. So I, I played Will. I played that Rover spot. So who knows? We might just go back and forth, right, just depending on where the ball is placed, what hash it's on. It might just be like a flip-flop, me and Max and or whoever's in the game. So. I'm uh yeah I'm gonna play a little bit more of the Mac is what we call it. Mm -hmm. I played that my freshman year, so back to the roots. Okay. Yeah, the does does okay. more aggression automatically equal more fun for you? <laughs> I yes, I think that's <laughs> yeah 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 hundred percent. And it's fun though. I do like playing in the passing game, right? Obviously, coming off a of blitz when you're just like looking right at the quarterback is is great. So, 
but I do like kind of diversifying, you know, where I'm playing at. I like playing in the back end, kind of like scraping and, and reading and just let my instincts take over. So it's going to be great. We're going to, we're going to do a little bit of everything. How often do you think about your pick six in the New Mexico Bowl? <laughs> um, not as much as I should, but that was a great, that was a great memory. That was, that was, that was a an core incredible memory. play, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. We needed that score in that game. We needed that. And you know what? I was, I was happy I was able to give it to us. So yeah. it was, uh, that was honestly one of the, one of the greatest moments of my, my athletic career, which was awesome, and I loved it. So hopefully we can do you know that ten more times this year. Yeah, you saw Max, and, and you're like, hey, I can I gotta get another pick six. I Let's said, go, hey. right? I said, hey, copy and paste, baby. Let's go. Like, follow your lead. So I was, uh, it was, it was a great play. I loved I it. I was reminded the other day when I rewatched the highlight that SMU was driving, like they're inside the twenty, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they're going into school That's to do a something. Good pick six, right? Yeah. Not all are created equal. That's a good one. Let's yeah. go. Ben, uh, great to have you with us at uh, you know, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Good luck by the lake. Have fun today. I appreciate <laughs> you, boys. Hey, we're, just, we're prepared. We're, Protect we're prepared your ankles. for everything. Yes. Protect your ankles. Protect Defensively okay. in life. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. I feel like I'm pretty progressive with my fashion. I don't know that I could do that. Not quite there. <laughs> We're not young enough to pull it off anymore. I know. I'm good with white pants and colored belts and, like, all sorts bright of Bright blue shoes. pants. Yeah, bright colors. You know, tight pants are fine, whatever, you know. <laughs> I don't know that I could do the high waters. Everybody's looking at like, my I, I don't know if I could show up in a suit with no socks on. The no-shows. Right? I just... You're, and, either, you're either a deacon or you're fashionable. I need to know my age. And it's hard to be a fashionable deacon. I, I, if I tried yeah. that, I, th I think people would make fun of me mercilessly. Ben goes after it. Well, um, he's 22, and he can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, I think he looks great. I'm not 22. <laughs> okay, Ben Bywater, we're talking about how he's led the team in tackles last year. He has exactly 200. Um, and 12 and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, three picks, all of which came last year. The pick six was an incredible play where BYU was struggling on offense. Remember, BYU scored 17 points total in that game. Yeah. We thought they were going to have to win perhaps a shootout, and we were nervous about it. We didn't know that Soljay Mayava Peters uh, was going to, who's not on the roster, by the way, yeah, not for the fall, the which roster. was a surprise. Um, you need a guy for uh, Boljay. Uh, time, but Ben is a Ben's a baller, um, and he's going to have an even bigger role this year. Told us he's going to play what they call the MAC position. He'll be yeah. on the field side. We've heard that from uh, different guys where they may they may um, just flip who's playing where depending on where the ball is on the field. That's one way to play defense, right? So I, I'm excited for his season. And he and Max Tooley are the two vets back there. Yeah, you bring in some transfer portal guys like AJ Vongpacha. And you like the, the guys who have been waiting in the wings and Ace and Micah Kafusi and Isaiah Glasker. Chaz Ayu is a big unknown in this conversation. What does a full, healthy season of Chaz oh, Ayu man. look like? Where is he best used? It looks great. I, I, we think, right? I'd love to see it for Chaz's sake. Because all it takes, by the way, is one great year to get yourself to the next level. You don't have to have a sustained three- or four-year career. Yeah. You need one great season, and then you've got a shot at the next level. The thing I like most about Ben is his willingness to embrace feedback from his fellow linebackers and his coaches. And I've heard this repeatedly. And from us on from his fashion. Him, okay? yeah. That too. Um, but his, he's open to, look, I'm raw. He was, he was thrown in young. He's like, hey, you got to play. We need you. Our depth has been tested. Like, it's, your time is now. And he knew that he made some mistakes. His athleticism made up for some of those mistakes of misreading an offense and being in the wrong place, but like he'd still somehow make a play. And so Kyle Van Noy's name kind of got thrown around there early in KVN's days where like his athleticism would make up for some of his growing pains. Ben has a little bit of that, 
but he has a great willingness to learn and spend extra time in the film room with coaches. And I, I think we're going to see a more calculated, more educated, more experienced veteran version of Ben Bywater. And that's exciting because his numbers that. are good. Yes. But now he's putting in that mental work, and I like that. And a he, lot. Had, he had 102 tackles against those six power fives. It wasn't like BYU played a cupcake schedule. That was a really good BYU team, and the leading tackler was a redshirt freshman yeah. yep. named Ben Bywater. Yeah. All right, let's keep things rolling. Okay, if you miss any of our interviews from Big 12 uh, Football Media Days, gosh, it was fun. You can go to BYUSN.com. You can watch them all on demand, and we're going to deliver more the next week and a half. Up next. Is Cosmo the best mascot in the Big 12 already? <laughs> we, we're not, we think he's number one in the country. Who's saying he's already number one? He's already doing things. It's an opposing fan base. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Threads. We finally added another one. I've yeah, been gone. We, we've got another one. That's great. Why don't we have Be Real? <laughs> because you. <laughs> it's it's one of our students just randomly. Yeah. Three forty-two in the afternoon. <laughs> That's awesome. What's BYU Sports Station what, collectively what doing on Be Real? Oh, they're just in a cubicle. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. <laughs> He's Jerem. They're editing highlights again. Let's get to today's headlines. Sponsored by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. 24-7 Sports ranked all the Big 12 teams. BYU 10th. Texas predictably the top team, but don't tell that to Sark. Okay. <laughs> we have... We, we did, and we were uh, rebuked for it. <laughs> <laughs> Pick six previews ranks BYU eighth among all Power Five programs in player development, quantified as a recruiting rank from 2016 to 2019 versus NFL draft picks from 2020 to 2023. So, how does BYU develop the current players they have into future NFL players? They said they're top 10 in the country. Mm. BYU also ranks 13th in win conversion, defined as recruit rank between 15 and 22, to total wins between 2018 and 22. So BYU, again, is getting a lot out of what they have and developing players in a great way to push these guys into the NFL. More perhaps on this tomorrow. I love quantifying that. Daniel Schneeman had three hits in the last three games since the All-Star break for the AAA Columbus Clippers of the Guardians organization. You'll hear from Daniel Schneeman coming up in the next segment. Call him up already, Guardians. Three BYU men's rugby players were showcased in the Collegiate Rugby Shield, called by one Jerem Jordan over the weekend. Connor Olvera, Michael Biaggi, and Amon Tielu, who scored a try, by the way, as Canyons beat Peaks, those are the team names, 32-31 in extra time. Really entertaining game. It was exciting, man. It was fun. Those are today's headlines. Let's opinionate in the whip. All right, the Kruger Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Start us off. We Jerry. introduce our first uh, whip item with the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. NFL Next Gen Stats has Tyler Algier as the top 1,000-yard rusher in the NFL where there were at least eight defenders in the box on an astounding, and this is where he's number one, 40% of his rushes. What do you make of this stat? That it doesn't matter if you load the box against Tyler Algier, apparently, even in oh, the NFL. Wow. No 1,000-yard rusher had more 
eight man stacked defensive boxes in the entire world than Tyler Algier did. Derrick Henry was second. <laughs> what? Derrick Henry, 38%. He ran for 1,500 yards. Yeah. Derrick Henry's the top of the top, right? He, That's He's considered crazy. the beast of beasts at the running back position in the NFL. But Tyler, he had more eight-man boxes against him than Derrick Henry did and still ran for over 1,000 yards as a rookie. And Jeremy, he played limited compared to Derrick Henry. Yes, and he's going to play less, unfortunately, because Bijan Robinson was drafted in the Thunder top and Lightning. Hopefully stats like this and numbers like this resonate with Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Falcons, and the offense that they want to run. They're run-heavy offense, which is good for Tyler and for Bijan Robinson. why they grabbed Bijan. But maybe this is a Thunder and Lightning type scenario. I just, there's so Tyler's both Thunder and Lightning. It's true. That's the thing. It's true. He's, he's the combo. He can't have one without the other. So that's an incredible stat. It, it was it was not enough for Tyler just to be the first 1,000-yard rusher in BYU football history in the NFL. He had that 40% with eight-man boxes? Are you kidding me? He doesn't lose yards. He didn't at no. BYU. No. And he's not losing yards in the NFL. Not bad for a linebacker. Wild. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> not, not bad. <laughs> Keaton Slovis, BYU's quarterback, posted this photo from Big 12 Media Days. My first question here, Jerem, is yeah. why are Tom Holmo and Kalani Satake in the very back seat? I think because they're team players, and they probably like Cody Epps <laughs> and Keaton Slovis uh, sitting in the middle there. Of course, Shane Reese uh, <laughs> driving uh, shotgun there. Um, it's Jerry's world, and we're all just living it. No, I think they're team players. Yeah. They, are they the only ADs and head coaches we'll in the country in the that back, would sit on the third sit row? Sit in the very back. These, uh, the listen, these, these guys are hu as humble as it gets. I, I like that. Yes. Yeah. It, it kind of does say a lot about who they are. They actually couldn't get another car. That's why. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very nice car. In fact, they had the same SUV that we had. Oh, we, we somehow yeah. got a Wagoneer, bro. Your, your, sta it's your status. To, it's good to travel a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, up the status. I was like, normally we get uh, like a minivan or something. Up the there, status. Uh, cheap let's, sedan. So, let's yeah, go. It's great. Uh, we, we rolled hard. We rolled into Dallas hard. Uh, LeBron changes jersey number from six back to 23 to honor the late great Bill Russell, of course. Both iconic numbers for sure. sure. What's the most iconic jersey number at BYU? This is, this is really tough. Like, because there have just been some absolute legends, right? I mean, you think about Kreshemir Chosic with his number 11 hanging in the Marriott Center Raptors. Like, that's that's a hallowed number. It's so iconic, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you what the number was. Though. Okay. I no, couldn't remember. Nobody gets to wear number 11 at BYU. Yeah. Ever. It's my favorite number. Or now 22 I, for Danny. I wondered forever. I'm like, why doesn't anybody wear a number 11? Kreshemir Chosic. Yeah. Okay. When is Jimmer getting retired, by the way? It's got to be soon, right? When are we, when are we doing that? It's got to be soon. It's he's been in, over he's 10 in years. He's the BYU Athletic Hall of Fame. That's the 10-year mark to yeah, get in the Athletic Hall of Fame. Yeah, but when is that jersey retired? I'm sure he qualified. Most iconic number. And where does Jim McMahon fall into this mix, right? Like, I, I don't know, Jerem. I, I, really I really don't know. To me, it's 14 or 6 because you had Giff and Ty and you had Bosco and Staley. Those, those are iconic. But they're not so iconic that you're like, this immediately comes to my mind. Like, Jimmer's 32 comes to my mind, but that's kind of it. Yeah, Wilson, And then Dennis Pitta would like Staley. to think that sure. we think of 32, 32 for Dennis as well, but we don't. Wilson, Bosco, and Staley all being number six, maybe the trifecta there yeah. makes that the most yeah. like iconic. Yeah. But it's not, it's not like iconic BYU number six. It doesn't happen. No. No, I couldn't have told you Crush's number I, off the top of my head. 
I think people prob probably the younger generation probably default to 32 for Jimmer. Yeah. I don't know. Cosmo. Well, when is he going to be trying? I need this answered. I'm going to text somebody. What number is Cosmo? Because his jersey should be retired right now. Number one. <laughs> He's he, number one. He made waves in Dallas with uh, multiple videos. Uh, came in at number one on the Ramblin' Gauchos Twitter Good list Good of follow. top mascots. Okay, so the question here is, did Cosmo need to establish his dominance at Big 12 Media Days with a few videos, or was that just already known around the league? Cosmo's double zero, by the way, just to clarify. Um, I said one, that's not correct. Um, Cosmo uh, is the number one mascot in the country, but he definitely had to showcase some talents. The video he put out with the Oklahoma State cheerleader was incredible. And it like, just merged this like, yeah, we're all here to have Who fun. Who dances better than Cosmo? Literally no one. Like, he's like, the greatest dancing mascot maybe ever. The person who plays Cosmo had a communication with us prior to it. <laughs> and I was like, can you do that? Are you, are you breaking the code? I, I'm not going to reveal no, you, who you it won't. is or anything. We would never do that. But like, but it is code. Jason Shepard. <laughs> Shep only, can only dream to dance like that. <laughs> and he'll be the first to admit that. Uh, he was already the GOAT before he even entered the conference. Shep? Yeah, no, no. Oh, Cosmo. Yeah. Though Shep is a GOAT in his own regard, he's, right? He's a GOAT, yeah. Up next, let's catch up with the former BYU baseball player, the red-hot Daniel Schneeman, who has made his way meticulously up the ranks into AAA baseball now. He's knocking on the door of the major leagues. It's gone next level for this year. What changed? We'll talk to him next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station, live in Studio B. Teamed up with Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Recently, I had a chance to speak with a guy who's making his way up the ranks of professional baseball. Daniel Schneeman, former BYU Batcat, has worked his way to AAA, and he's knocking on the doors of the majors. Here's my one-on-one -on -one with Mr. Schneeman. We have tracked down Daniel Schneeman, who is playing some of the best baseball of his professional career at the AAA level. Daniel, great to have you on the show. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, thanks for having me on. How's life essentially on the road right now uh, in the AAA ranks? Yeah, um, I mean, if you compare the travel to to low A or, or high A ball, it's, it's definitely a lot better. The, the buses are nicer. Um, <laughs> if it's longer than like six or seven hours, we fly. So there's definitely some advantages to, to being up here. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun this year. Now it's pretty remarkable what you deal with as a pro ball player. You're married to former BYU women's softball player, Allie Steeman. She's now on the staff uh, as a coach, just got hired you have a beautiful child together. How do you manage your professional career while she's in Provo doing her thing and you have a baby as well? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely tough being away. Um, I guess the one good thing is that right now it's uh, it's kind of her off season as well. So she she's actually coming up and she'll be with me tomorrow. They both will, her and Kendall. Um, so, you know, we just try to work around our schedules and, and she tries to come up here whenever she has whenever she has time off or when she can. Um, but I guess all we can do is FaceTime is one more away. So luckily, uh, you know, we're in the 20, 21st century and we uh, and we are, we're able to do that. So that helps a lot. Fantastic. Uh, and, and I mean, needless to say, uh, you are finding a way to succeed at the AAA level dealing with all these you know difficulties. And you've taken this next step 
Uh, I feel like every day I'm on Twitter, I see something from, you know, Cleveland Guardians perspectives or like prospects. And it's you. You're hitting another home run. You've hit a career high this season. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it eight or nine right now? Eight. Eight right it's now. Okay. So the career best eight home runs right now. What has what would you attribute your rise in baseball and, and this, you know, this uptick in your game this season to? Yeah, I mean, I struggled a bit last year. Um, and so just this this offseason, I really tried, you know, making some adjustments. Um, you know, me and Jackson Clough were able to work work with uh, work with each other and and Trent was uh, allowed us to work with the team every day at a, at BYU and so I don't know just just getting in the cages getting in the weight room um you know trying to fix our mechanics our approach just find something that'll help us be successful um you know it's just it's just a lot of work that we put in and and it's really good to uh to see some of that work pay off at least to this point of the season you're a very versatile player, uh, speaking defensively, and can help a team in a lot of different defensive positions. So, how would you rank which you prefer the most? Um, I, I think I feel most comfortable at shortstop. Uh, just playing there all through college, growing up. Um, but honestly, I don't really care where I play. If uh, you know, if, if I find a spot in the lineup, then I'll, I'll get behind the dish if I have to. <laughs> but um, whether it's first base or I mean, I've stuck to mostly third base and shortstop this year, um, so a little bit of second base as well. But, yeah, like I said, I, I don't really mind where I play um, as long as I'm in the lineup. So, you know, whatever whatever gets me to the big leagues, uh, I promise I won't complain when I'm playing if I'm in the big leagues. <laughs> hey, from what you're doing and what we're seeing, it doesn't feel like that is, you know, far off and that, that the dream is very much within your grasp. Um, what do you feel like you have to work on to 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 get to that ultimate top level? Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to take it day by day. Um, I'm just trying to focus on, you know, what's what's had me success this year. Um, I'd be lying if I if I did, if I said I didn't think about, you know, getting that call up every once in a while. Um, but but yeah, it's uh, it's just it's there's so many things that that can you know occupy your occupy your mind, um, and so I just. Like I said, I just tried taking it day by day, one at bat at a time, and and obviously I hope that time comes, um, whether it's this year or next year or, or whenever. Um, but yeah, just especially learn some of the things I did at BOU with, with uh, Craig, uh, just like the mental part of it, and just just yeah. trying to stay in the present, um, and then just like I said, focus on what's what's helped me have have success this year. I don't know how it works within an organization when you are hoping to get that call up and you have been playing so well, but uh, what's the communication like? Is it pretty quiet? Uh, and then all of a sudden just happens. Like you've gone from, you know, single A to high single A to double A to triple A. Like what, what's that promotion communication like? Yeah, it just happens right away. Um, there's not much communication. Um, like my teammates who have gotten called up this year, it's just after the game, the, your manager will call you in and, and boom, it just happens like that. So uh, it's definitely a business. So a lot of things have to happen um, with me not being on the 40-man roster as well. So it's, like I say, yeah, a lot of things have to happen. Um, but, you know, when and if it does, it would just be, you know, out of nowhere. And it's something I wouldn't really be uh, be uh, expecting, I guess. So, yeah, just, um, I mean, I guess it'll be a good thing if I ever hear my manager call me into the office. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll hope for that and then send you some early BYU Sports Nation karma to uh, eventually get that <laughs> into the manager's office. Yeah. Um, what type of feedback are you getting from your AAA hitting coaches and, you know, the guys that you, you trust their opinions? Yeah, they're really positive. Um, you know, I actually have the same hitting coach I did last year from Akron. Um, so he's traveled with me this year. And, and so, yeah, just a, just a lot of communication on, on uh, the things that I might have had that have helped me have success this year. Um, and so, you know, they, they, they give us a lot of info uh, with scattering reports and video and just things that we might doing good or bad mechanically. So, I mean, he's been helping me out a lot up here and, and just, you know, going day by day and, and uh, just trying to make adjustments here and there, just, just help, help us, uh, you know, be successful throughout the rest of the year. What a rise for Daniel Schneeman. And I mean, I'm, I'm not sure there's much more he can do right now playing at his current pace to like make an impression on the big organization to get called. It's, he just has to consistently do it. And then eventually it's going to it's going to happen. You hope, right? Andres Jimenez, uh, they just signed a huge uh, seven year, 106 million extension um, for the second baseman. So shortstop perhaps open. But yeah, Schneeman's interesting because he's not listed as a top 30 prospect and they, at middle infield. And they have five dudes that are. Yeah. So he continues to sort of overcome not right. being on that list. And so hopefully he gets a shot. He's uh, played in the outfield at BYU too. And he said as well, it's like, hey, he's athletic know. enough to move around. So if yeah. they find him a spot, I'm sure he could do well. We'll make that full interview available on our BYU uh, Sports Nation social media accounts. Great stuff from Mr. Schneeman. All right, up next, a rise and shout out to a new sticker on campus that we all like. This is interesting. Stay with us for more BYU Sports Nation. Sorry, what? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Welcome back with our question of the day. Is the depth of the Big 12 Conference good or bad for BYU? Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Bo Peterson on Facebook who says, Everything about the Big 12 Conference is good for BYU when the alternative is Independence or the Mountain West Conference. Thank you, baby. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. The Marriott Center put the Big 12 logo up yeah, over the weekend. Baby. Hey! It's making the rounds. Let's go. Love to see it. Our thanks to today's guests, Ben Bywater and Daniel Schneeman. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, we ran out of time. For Jerem, I am Spencer. And another shout out to Golden Meyer. We'll see you tomorrow in Studio B. Go Kooks! Golden Meyer? 88 football. Nice.